Hey everyone, it's Coach V, and welcome to another episode of Transformative Talk with Coach V. So, fun fact, I talk to myself, and sometimes I answer myself. Now I know, you know, growing up, we used to hear people say, um, you know, be careful, you know, when you talk to yourself, don't answer yourself. Well, I think that talking to yourself can be a very healthy thing to do. It can help to keep you focused. Um, It keeps you from being less frustrated about things. Um, And so I think it's important to have that type of dialogue with yourself. My pastor calls it having those survival monologues with yourself. You know, if you're having a rough day, you're dealing with some things. Sometimes you just have to have those conversations with yourself. So today, as I was thinking about recording today's episode, I thought about this. When was the last time you had a good, good talk with yourself? So we're going to talk about um, a few questions that you may want to ask yourself during this conversation. And then I'm just going to give you uh, some tips to begin to undo that negative self-talk that we oftentimes engage in. Okay, so let's get started. The first thing. Um, And I hope you have your journal and your pen because you need to take some notes for this, because I think this is going to really lead you into a time of great reflection and digging deep um, into discovering the roots of some of the things that uh, we've allowed ourselves to be told about ourselves and then things that we tell ourselves So the first thing is, what do you say to yourself about yourself? If you just take a moment to reflect on that, do you really believe the things that you're saying about yourself? What are those things? Do you really believe the things that you're saying? Are those things that you're saying building you up or breaking you down? We need to think about that. If we plant the seeds of negativity, if we say things about ourselves, if we talk about ourselves and our weight, if we talk about, you know, ourselves and feeling that we're not as attractive as such and such. If you plant those things, you will feed those things. Those are the things that you will water and the things that you will water it with will turn into depression and anxiety They'll turn into negative attitudes and behaviors. Uh, You're inflicting a level of pain on yourself that you don't have to inflict. And so think about what it is that you say to yourself about yourself. And sometimes you may be surprised. It's the little things. All it takes is just a little seed that to grow into something that really just kind of turns out to be this this monster. The second thing that I would like for you to reflect on is where did those thoughts originate? Is it something that you used to hear your grandmother say? Is it something that your mother used to say to you growing up? When did that start? When where were those seeds 
Where were those seeds planted? Who planted those seeds? And when we take time to reflect on those types of things, we may begin to kind of see a pattern. And what we may begin to see is maybe this is something that your grandmother used to say to your mother. Now she says it to you. So your grandmother got it from somewhere. It may have been something that was said to her. She wasn't taught to love herself. She wasn't taught to speak well about herself. And sometimes we end up passing that down. So you having an awareness of it, you being very mindful of it, that affords you the opportunity to break that curse, to no longer be under the bondage of that. Sometimes people say things to us because they lack fulfillment or confidence in themselves in areas where you may be flourishing. So they got to find something to say about you that's negative to tear you down because there may be jealous there. There may be jealousy there. There may be envy there. And so once we kind of discover the root of that, then we can we can get viable solutions in place to begin to reverse those things. If we're not careful, this will begin a journey down a serious rabbit hole. And it, it, it's, it, it can cause just insecurity, lack of confidence, low self-esteem, lack of self-love. And it can lead to so many other self-destructive behaviors and attitudes. And then if we're not careful, we'll end up passing those things on to other people because we don't like ourselves. Therefore, we will find fault with others to make ourselves feel better. And if we really look at it through the lens of compassion and empathy, we may oftentimes find that People will say things about us or to us to make them feel better about their dysfunction or the areas that they may lack in. So really, when they're saying something negative to you or about you, they're saying it about themselves. But we have to learn to have that empathy and compassion to pray for them. You know, God speak to their heart. Speak to them about how you see them, how you view view them. I pray that their heart will no longer be hardened and that they will begin to see themselves the way that you see them. I offer her compassion in today. And that is how we begin to turn things around. And we may begin to see a difference because we're being the example in that situation at that moment. So if it's something that's been implanted in you by your mother, by your grandmother, co-workers, friends, guess what? You can remove it. Just like you can remove weeds out of your bed, out of your garden. You can remove the weeds from your flower bed. You can remove those negative thoughts. And if necessary, those negative people. So you have to take the time to even check your connections. Now, I'm saying I'm not saying to go around and not talk to your family ever again, but you get to decide what you allow to affect and infect your spirit, 
your heart, what you allow to penetrate your heart. You get to decide that because you have more knowledge, you have more understanding, you have more wisdom. And so you can choose differently as to where your mother or your grandmother or your great great grandmother may not have had the capacity or the ability or the or the wherewithal to make those different decisions to to speak well of themselves and to teach the generations after them to do differently. But now that you know better, you get to do better. So then you can teach those coming behind you, those that you have impact and influence with, you can teach them a different way. But you have to not just talk the talk, you have to walk the walk. And just be uh, reminded that people will treat you the same way that you speak about yourself. And so if you speak about yourself in a negative way, if you're constantly talking um, down uh, on yourself to make them feel comfortable about areas that they may lack in or fall short in um, or lack confidence in, we run the risk of of imposter syndrome. And I know that we um, talk a lot about that um, in this day and age. But there should never be a point that you should doubt or question your skills, your talents, your abilities. There is never a time that you should downplay your accomplishments. It's not that you're trying to trying to take the credit all for yourself. Absolutely giving all honor and glory to God for he is the one that allows us to be able to do all things. But there is never a point in time where you should dumb yourself down, water your message down to make others feel comfortable in their complacency, in their dysfunction, in their unwillingness to step up and truly do the work as you have truly done your work. You're not a fraud. You don't have to worry about anybody exposing you as a fraud Now, if you're being fraudulent, that's a whole different story. And that's a different podcast for another time. But if you know that you have truly been intentional about doing your work, growing, maturing, getting understanding and wisdom, you have no reason to apologize. And you and you definitely don't have to do anything opposite of that to try to have these relationships or these friendships to be in this clique of people you don't have to engage in negative talk about yourself or negative talk about others to be in the cool kids club you're already a cool kid so choose to do differently choose to show up differently in the world for others because there's somebody that's watching you there's somebody that's paying attention to your actions they're paying attention and listening to every word that you say and it may be the only piece of God that they may see that will draw them to Christ and desire and desire to live that same type of light So your example, the salt and the light that you're being, it's resonating with somebody. 
And so just be careful when you hear those comments, when people say things. Um, you know, it can be small little things. And we know the difference in when somebody's really just, you know, paying us a compliment or, you know, we know flat out when they being messy. Oh, she thinks she fine. She thinks she cute. You know, and if they say it to you, no, I've just chosen to live a healthier lifestyle by dieting and exercising, eating better and exercising. So we can take a negative thing that somebody says and we can flip it. Or we can choose to engage in it and dumb ourselves down and and not celebrate the hard work that we've put in and what we've been able to accomplish. That's a real problem that we have just in, in the inability to have relationships with other women is we always feel like we're in competition, that we have to compare ourselves to others instead of just staying in our lane and being great where we are and in what we have instead of, you know, breaking our backs to be acknowledged by something that we feel is unattainable. Because the fact of the matter is, it's unattainable for that person. So they may be, you know, putting on a front that the things that they may really have, there is a price to pay for that. But I would rather pay the price to have peace and have joy in my heart to not be impacted um, negatively, to not be affected or infected by any negativity by anyone or anything that tries to impart itself into my little world. So here are some tips that we can um, use to begin to change the talk, the conversations that we have with ourselves. The first thing is write daily affirmations. Take the time on Sundays or Saturdays to just write daily affirmations for yourself. Things that you can say to yourself as you're getting dressed in the morning, um, as you're brushing your teeth, you can, you know, put it on your mirror, just recite it, read it over and over again to yourself. It sets the tone for your day. So you go out of the door with this mindset of how you're going to show up for yourself and how you're going to show up in the world. The person that you may run into at the grocery store, the complete stranger that you may see at the gas station. Set the tone, set the intention for the day. Um, Colossians 3 and 16 says, let the spoken word of Christ have its home within you. As you teach and admonish and train one another with all wisdom, singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs with thankfulness in your hearts to God. So as we go about our daily business, as we go about our, you know, our our instructions and our responsibilities at work or at home or or organizations, everything that we speak should be edifying to others. It should be inspiring others. It should be empowering others. It should admonish them to take a good look at themselves and their attitude, the things that they say, the way that they behave, but being quick to give God glory and honor for the things that he's doing in our lives 
because we truly depend on him. And so we we seek to be that example in everything that we do, everywhere that we go, and in every person that we come in contact with. Another great scripture, which I think will be would be just a great meditation or affirmation all by itself. It's a prayer all by itself. Psalms one forty one three. Set a guard, O Lord, over my mouth. Keep watch over the door of my lips to keep me from speaking thoughtlessly. That's powerful just within itself. To just be mindful that everything that I say should edify other people. It should bring them up. It should raise them up, not tear them down. And it should definitely bring God glory in everything that I say. And it should be from him. It should not be out of our feelings. It should not be out of our emotions. But it should be something that gives him glory and inspires others that we come in contact with. That's how we can positively affect and infect others. When we write our our, our affirmations, you know, write an affirmation. I choose kindness today. So everybody that we encounter, no matter what they do, what they say, I choose to be kind. I choose compassion today. So not only do I give myself compassion, but then I'm compassionate towards others. The second great thing that I think that you can do is just have a moment of mindfulness every day. Be it that it's on your lunch break or your 15 minute break. Take like five minutes. Find uh, some some meditation music. You can find something, I'm sure, um, on YouTube or Spotify. You know, go to your car and just take some deep breaths in through the nose, out through the mouth. Take some deep breaths and just allow your heart rate to come down and just reflect on how your day has gone. Just it's a check in with yourself. Keep your journal and a pen with you. There are some things that you may want to write down that you may want to reflect on or meditate on later. So always keep a journal available. I always have a pen and some paper in my car. I try to have something in my purse. I never know when inspiration may strike me. And so I always want to make sure that I have something to write those things down with. So just see how you're feeling. What's happened in the day that maybe has caused you to kind of get a little bit off off track and then have an affirmation or a scripture to kind of bring you back into the moment, get you realigned, get you centered. Psalms 49 and three says my mouth will speak wisdom and the meditation of my heart will be understanding. And so if we spend that time in mindfulness, we can meditate to get better understanding. And here's the thing about meditation. Just as we can meditate on good things, we can meditate on bad things. And so if we spend time meditating on how Jane made us upset and she said this and she did that and she's not doing her job and, oh, I can't stand Jane. The chances of you maybe going in there saying something to Jane and completely ruining your witness not only to her, but to everybody around you who thought you were so sweet and kind. If you feed that, it will come up. So if you allow that seed to plant, if you allow that seed to 
to uh, continue to be watered with those words and those thoughts, you'll keep feeding it. And that was that is what will that is that's going to be your harvest. But if I check in with myself, why am I feeling this way? Why am I allowing Jane to upset me today? What is it that about her that is frustrating me today? My prayer is that it will bring you to a place of conviction to pray for her. That you will have compassion and empathy for Jane, even though you may not know what she's going through even though you may not know what she is dealing with or experiencing, but that I'm going to take a moment to just pray for Jane, that she will have peace in her heart, that your loving kindness will rest, rule and abide in her, that you will speak to her spirit, that you will remind her how much you love her and that you will give me the grace and the ability to love her and see her as you love and see her can totally radically transform your day. These are things that can transform your mindset. The small intention that we make, the small steps that we make to turn things around, the things that the enemy may try to put in our path to trip us up are actually the things that advance us a little farther than he expects it to. Those are the things that are then turned around for our good. Those are the lessons in us being blessed so then we can go out and be a blessing to others. We can encourage and inspire others. We can see if Jane's having a bad day. Jane, I just want you to know if there's anything that I can do to help make your day a little bit better. I think you're doing a great job. You look great today. It's amazing how those words when they are authentic, when they're genuine, when they're sincere, it can do something great for a person. It can change their entire day because you may be the only piece of God that that person sees in the day. So we must take advantage of every opportunity that we are given to exalt him and to be the best representatives here on earth that we can possibly be. So the last tip that I have is at the end of the day, write down one good thing that happened and then one thing that was not so good. So if your good thing was that I did not lose my cool today, I was patient today, I paid Jane a compliment, celebrate that. If your not so good thing is that maybe you exchanged a not so nice word with Jane you rolled your eyes huffed a big breath folded your arms and had a major attitude reflect on that again but turn it around and make it the intention that you set for the next day I didn't have a good encounter with Jane today but tomorrow I choose to show Jane compassion let it almost be a challenge. I Tomorrow I'm going to go in and pay Jane a compliment. I'm going to go in and say good morning to her. Not because you're trying to be petty. Not because you're trying to, you know, prove that you're better than Jane. 
but that's not what we're doing. What we're doing is setting up a new discipline to show patience and loving kindness, to show empathy and compassion, to see people the way that God sees them. Because the same patience that we are required to give is the same patience that God shows us every day. Because Lord knows we mess up a bunch of stuff. We don't always get it right. We still talk bad about ourselves. We still do things to ourselves that we shouldn't do, but yet he's still patient with us. He still showers us with his loving kindness, with his grace and his mercy. So take that not so good thing and turn it around and set the intention for the next day as the thing that you will focus on doing. And then when you focus on doing it each day, it becomes a habit and then it's natural. It's second nature. And the amazing thing about it is you and Jane may end up being best friends. Your example, the way that you talk, the way that you walk, the way that you show up, the way that you are present for people, the way that you treat people, that may be what she needs to see to enter into the kingdom of God, to come to you and say, how are you able to do what it is that you do? How are you able to treat people the way that you treat people? And then that is your invitation to introduce them or represent Christ to them. That's exciting. That is that is our assignment here on earth, regardless of where you work, your family dynamics. If you've made a conscious, intentional decision to serve God, these are the moments that we get to witness to people by our actions, by our behavior, by the words that we speak. This is the way that we do it. So if we take that time at the end of the day to reflect on those things, then we can set the intention for the day. And not only that, the Holy Spirit can talk to us in the night, in our dreams. He can build us up for the next day. He can put all of those things inside of us because we've meditated on that before we went to sleep. Job 33 and 3 says, my words will express the uprightness of my heart and my lips will speak what they know with utter sincerity. So we always want to be in a position where God is getting the glory so that when we speak to Jane, we're upright in our hearts and our words are sincere. Everything that we say comes from a place of sincerity. It comes from a place of 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 true genuineness that people will believe us when we pay them that compliment that it they will take it to heart and they will run with it because we can change a person's day just by a thank you have a great day you ever been in line at the grocery store and you run into that one cashier that doesn't speak doesn't have anything nice to say I make it my business to say, thank you. Have a good day. And what I've noticed is my be my being intentional. The next person behind me, they'll speak to, hello, how are you doing? So we have to be those little points of light everywhere that we go. Because we are capable. We have the ability. We have the power. We have the wisdom and the understanding. We don't know what those individuals may be going with but we can show them kindness just because they're rude does not mean that we have to return the same to them two wrongs don't make a right 
The last scripture that I have for you is Psalms 34 and 13. Keep your tongue from evil and your lips from speaking deceit. And I'll even go further with verse 14. Turn away from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. And so when we make this as the intention that we have, when we make these things the priority, God is sure to make sure that we're able to do it, even though it may seem hard, even though it may be a little bit uncomfortable, just like any habit that we form of speaking negative, having negative thoughts, talking bad about ourselves. It's the same effort in speaking well of ourselves. Because think about it, when we speak bad about ourselves, that means we're not speaking very highly of God. Because remember, we are his creation. We have his DNA. We are his children. Ooh. So when we don't speak well of ourselves, we're saying that we don't like the way that God created us. We don't like what he put on the inside of us. So we need to be really careful with the words that we speak because they can have great power over us. Our life, our drive, our determination, our ambition, our desire to achieve great things here in the earth for his glory. So if we're constantly going around saying, I'm not smart enough, I would never have this opportunity because nobody cares. If you continue to speak that, then you'll believe it. And then you will not put the effort towards achieving those things. You don't really believe what the word of God says when it says faith without works is dead. We have to have the faith, but we have to do our part. And that which we cannot do, God will do. He will open the doors. He will bring the right people into our path. He will put us in those rooms. He will seat us at those tables. People will seek us out because we're doing our part and then God is doing his because even while all this is happening God I trust you I know that I am capable I know that I am more than a conqueror in Christ Jesus I know that I am fearfully and wonderfully made I know that I can all do all things through you who gives me strength I know that I am the head and not the tail I know that I am above and not beneath I know that I am a child of the most high God When we begin to speak those things and marry that with the works, with the instructions, with the directions that God gives us, he is sure to make that come to pass. He is faithful to perform. He is faithful to be a man of his word and come through on his promises because we have done the part that he's asked us to do, to be patient, to be long suffering, to be committed to this, to fast, to turn down, you know, social media, not watch TV, stop listening to this type of music, walk away from this friendship, walk away from this relationship. Those are the things that we sometimes have to sacrifice to see further blessings in our life. And if we hold on to the negative thoughts If we hold on to this negative self-talk that we have with ourselves, it will be very difficult for God to get anything new and fresh into our hands because we truly have gotten to a place that we don't believe. 
that we feel that we're not worthy, that we feel like we're not deserving. So the mindset moment for this week will be what I say about myself greatly impacts how I show up in the world and how I treat others. And so I I hope that you will spend time just reflecting on the things that you say about yourself, how that impacts how you move in the world, where you experience frustration, where you may experience stagnancy or being stuck. What are you saying to yourself? What are you saying about yourself? And how is it impacting your dreams and hopes and desires? Are you speaking those things from a place of fear? Are you speaking those things from a place of insecurity or doubt? Are you saying those things that you heard for years and years from your mother? You can rid yourself of those thoughts. You can pluck those weeds up. You don't have to feed those things anymore. Because you know better, you can now do better. So from this point forward, my prayer is that when you talk to yourself, that you answer yourself with great affirmations, that you take time to be mindful and be present in your body and with your thoughts, and that you will take time to reflect on your day and work towards setting your intention for the next day that you will choose joy and peace that you will give yourself grace that you will be open to the possibilities that you will love yourself unconditionally that you will choose compassion and the power that you have to speak life into others I thank you for joining me for this episode of Transformative Talk with Coach B. Remember, today is a great day to be made new. And I am always, always rooting for you. Until next time.